listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This episode of Six Figure Dog Business is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audiblepodcast.com forward slash six figure dog, S I X F I G U R E D O G. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Welcome to Six Figure Dog Business on Pet Life Radio. I am your host, Ty Brown of SixFigureDogBusiness.com. Now, this is the show where we teach you how to start or grow your dog-related business to a healthy six-figure per year profit. Now, today on the show, I'm really excited because we've got somebody that's done that and then some who's built an amazingly large business in the dog industry. And so stay with us. When we come back, we're going to be speaking with Amy Nichols. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Hey, boy. How you doing? What am I doing? I'm creating your own life book. It's a website that's just for you. Remember that picture I took of you pulling off Lisa's bathing suit? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Me too. I'm putting that awesome picture on your life book page. We'll see what comments we get. And that great video we took of you standing on the table with your head inside the turkey? That's definitely going on there. (coughs) No, it's easy. It only took me two minutes to set up your page. I chose a great theme, and I can connect with millions of other pet parents. I can also create a memorial life book. (coughs) No, not for Grandma, but we can make one for Fluffy, remember her? And we can even put links to our favorite pet charity. And friends can make donations. People can create their own life book for their pets by going to PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com or they can sign up on the Pet Life Radio homepage. <coughs> Where's Lisa? She's outside by the pool. Hey, come back here! <coughs> create your own life book for your pet. PetLifeRadio.LivingYearsPets.com Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. back and with us today as I mentioned before we are with Amy Nichols. Now Amy Nichols is the founder and the CEO of Dogtopia. Welcome to the show Amy. 
Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled that you're on the show. Why don't you just give us a brief synopsis of who you are and what your company is? I know a lot of people are familiar with Dogtopia, but it's uh, you guys aren't in every state yet. And so uh, why don't you tell us uh, who you are and what you do? Yeah, not quite every state yet. We are actually in 14 states as of right now. We have 22 locations open in the United States and another 14 in the process of getting open. But uh, we actually just celebrated our eight-year anniversary uh, last month in June. So eight years ago in June, I opened our first location in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, which is a a nice suburb outside of the D.C. area. And um, it's doggy daycare. So it was always started with the idea that really it's a doggy daycare, but then on top of that, we also offer board and we have spa services. So our facilities are set up uh, in kind of a unique way in that it's separate rooms. Um, We don't have fencing. We don't have cow runs and things. It's really set up like a child daycare facility where individual unique rooms for dogs based on temperament, play style, and also size. How big are your facilities in general? Uh, The average facility is about 6,000 square feet. 6,000 square feet. And so is, uh, is daycare the bulk of your business, or are you finding that training is becoming bigger or the overnight stays? What's kind of the bulk of what you guys do? Uh, I like to say that daycare is the cake and boarding and spot and everything else is the icing on it. So um, when we talk to franchisees about you know building their business, I tell them that really they should be able to pay all their bills on daycare alone. And uh, really across the board, every location, daycare tends to make up about 65% of revenue. So it's very, very significant. And uh, it's steady throughout the year. So about twice a year, August and then in December around the holidays, boarding goes way up. Um, but other than that, this keeps us nice and steady throughout the year so you don't have to worry about you know big seasonal changes. Okay. And uh, towards the end of the show, I want to get more into that because I know a lot of people that listen to this show are looking to start their business and, uh, you know, start their dog business or maybe, you know, add on to an existing business or that type of thing. So I want to get more into that. But before we do that, what I want to talk about is get into some of the nitty gritty. Like you mentioned, you guys have 22 locations, right? That's correct. 22 locations, so nobody grows a business to 22 locations without figuring out how to do some things very well with marketing, and so I want to get into some of those things. Now, the first thing I want to talk about, and we haven't talked about this on any of my other shows really, and I know that you guys do this very well, so I wanted to get into that, and uh, it's something that's a little bit frightening for me personally because I still have this uh, this image of when I was in high school trying to throw a party and it going bad, <laughs> you know, not enough people showing up, and not enough things happening, and I know that one thing that you guys do a lot of host events what kind of events do you guys host at your locations well it's funny that you mentioned that because our marketing manager who is excellent at all of this she always has that pre-party anxiety of no one's going to come um, yeah. but if you do your work ahead of time uh, by doing the marketing properly it's never happened so we're actually coming into an interesting time right now July of every year we hold, host our annual dog wash so this is the sixth year we've done it and all our stores participate so we make a big big push in marketing to get people to this event and then the philosophy is once you have an event and you get people in your store is then you have the opportunity to then close them to sell them on your business because nothing sells Dogtopia services better than being in our facility and kind of seeing it in action. So um, the big part is you know, you've got to host something interesting that people want to come to, but then you have mm-hmm. really have to use a lot of tools to make people aware of it. Um, it really isn't, you know, if you host it, they will come. You, know, you really have to work hard, and we do that in uh, lots of different ways. Um, you know, social media is certainly a big part, but I know you've, since you've discussed that in the past, one of the big ones we use to this day is really on the street, 
guerrilla marketing. Uh, we work very hard to partner with other pet businesses and then other like-minded businesses in our area. So other uh, businesses owned by small business owners, owner-operators, uh, we work hard to partner with them. So one of the big pushes we make for grand openings of stores and then also the dog wash and other events is we get out to those businesses and talk to them about it. We make up simple postcards to leave at the stores, uh, which, you know, frankly, you can get about a thousand of them for about a hundred dollars and it's well worth it to get the people uh, coming to your mm-hmm. location. So, um, you know, the website is still our number one resource for new customers, but number two overall in all of our stores is referrals, and mostly it is from other vendors. So a big one's also veterinarians. We work hard to partner with them and make them aware of our business. Well, let me ask you that then. What kind of incentive do you offer them? You know, why are they going to your event when they've got their products to sell, their services to sell? What's in it for them when you're trying to say, hey, we've got this cool event coming up? Because if you just leave a stack of postcards there, I'm sure that's not going to get the job done. There's also got to be some collaboration on their part. What do you do to get them excited about it? That's a great point because um, our franchisees ask that question. Well, why would they want to come here? Why would they want to take you know their Saturday to sit at a table in our location? Uh, what we can offer is that we know our we know our customers very well. We know our demographic very well. Um, the idea is that when you combine multiple customer lists, you're going to have exponential return. So, if we invite a pet sitter to an event, for example, they get to sit there and meet all of our customers, and then in turn, they're inviting their customers to our location. So it really ends up working very well. So um, we will create a templated email for them to send out to their customer base or even just the information to put in it. Uh, We also always, always include a shelter or rescue group, usually multiple. So all of our dog wash events this uh, next month are happening. Uh, They're going to have charities there in person with dogs to adopt, etc. They have huge customer lists of you know, usually several thousand people that have either adopted or expressed interest. So uh, they get to show their great dogs that are up for adoption, but then we also get access to their customer list via the awareness of the event. And again, once you get them in the store, our job is then to delight them and get them excited about what it is that Dogtopia does. Excellent. Now, you you mentioned something that I want to highlight, uh, and I don't want to skip over it because it was a profound point. You mentioned something to the effect of you create a template email that you give to them. I've done a lot of joint venture uh, marketing and uh, and things in my business, mostly in the online realm. But um, that's one thing I think a lot of people overlook. You know, someone says, okay, we're going to have this cool event. Hey, could you tell your people about it? Here's some postcards. Well, maybe they're not excited. You know, maybe they don't even know what to say. Maybe they are going to write an email to their clients, but they're just, you know, too, they're not a very good writer. A uh, whole bunch of reasons why it can go wrong if you don't hold their hand, correct? You're absolutely right. And I would say we use this with vendors and partners, but also for our franchisees. You know, one of the reasons they joined a franchise system is to get those kinds of things from us. So, um, you know, we have someone that that's their whole job is to make marketing materials and graphics and designs for the franchisees then to use. And you are absolutely right. You have to make it easy. If you expect them to write compelling content, uh, your partners or the other business owners, it it may not happen. Uh, And not everyone is gifted when it comes to marketing. So you have to um, take the time uh, to get something written and um, preferably some cute graphics that will stand out as well. Uh, We happen to use Constant Contact as our um, to send out email newsletters, which that way you're not going to end up with spam and things. But... um, Having some cute graphics and the text already written that they can copy and paste, much more likely to get, um, you know, to get it actually sent out. And then hopefully they're also going to post it on their website as well. Okay. You mentioned Constant Contact. That's an autoresponder system. What do you like about Constant Contact? Um, I like that, um, one, we, we can upload multiple images in it. Um, so we have 
probably we have at least four different seasonal templates. Um, we also publish articles that we then keep in an archive in there for our franchisees then to use. Because again, it's hard when you're running a business day in and day out to, to take the time to maybe write a compelling article about kennel cough and the need for the Bordetella vaccine. Um, so we'll have articles and things like that that we uh, keep online there that they can then use. And again, it helps you to create and maintain a list. Uh, the fact that there's an auto-opt on every email they send out so that you're not getting uh, people blocking you for spam, I think is a big help as well. And I wanted to highlight that as well because anytime I'm doing consulting for small business owners, 99 times out of 100, they don't have an autoresponder system. And that's one of the first things I'm always recommending to people is get yourself an autoresponder system. Depending on which one you go with, it's 10, 15 bucks a month, 50 bucks a you know, it's a very small investment, but like you mentioned, it allows you to maintain a database to where you can send out an email to everyone about your upcoming event, about this article, about something that's going to be of interest to them. Exactly. And so, have you ever used anything other than Constant Contact? Uh, there's a few other products we've used that are kind of smaller, but I would say the other thing we really like for people that really want to see what the ROI is, you know, what's the return on investment for the, the $25 I'm spending, is you get to see who clicked through. So mm -hmm. um, that can also teach you what do they like. Um, I'll tell you what's kind of funny is one of the things people always click through for more information is we call it breed and brief. So, you know, each month we feature maybe vacations one month and we talk about what's interesting about that breed. People always click through because they want to learn about their dogs. We try to have each newsletter have a um, kind of an event uh, reminder, something that's coming up in our stores, but we also focus on a dog breed and then we usually do some kind of educational health type piece. Um, but it always, you know, it, it never fails that people will click through to that and then also they'll click through to look at pictures. Um, but that teaches us that. So we now know, okay, we got to make sure our photo gallery stays up to date because that's where everyone's going. Well, and this is great information because you're making so many excellent points that what you're doing is you're educating your clients and your potential clients. You just mentioned your newsletter. It's, hey, we've got this event, we've got this breed, we've got these pictures, we've got this article on health. Nowhere in there are you actually trying to sell something. You're not saying, hey, come in today and put your dog in, in our training class. Well, maybe at times you will make that offer. Mm -hmm. But you're doing more education than you are pitching, correct? Exactly, and I will tell you, we do include uh, always a link to refer a friend, which is a program where if they refer someone to us, they get a $25 gift certificate, and that's very popular. Um, but yeah, we, we really want to be, you know, something that's so important in the pet industry is being a subject matter expert. Uh, the people that run dog daycare facilities and kennels and pet supply stores know a ton. You know, they really have a tremendous amount of information that the average dog owner and pet owner doesn't have. So um, you need to get that out there. You know, one-on-one -on -one is great in your store, but the wonderful thing about marketing, particularly with email lists, is it's one-to-many. So you can kind of share what you know about guinea pigs, you know, what you know about that dog breed or, or why they should come and do a training class, you know, what they're going to learn. So that's something that's uh, really important. And then your customers will start to look at you as a source of information, and you're going to keep them forever that way. Excellent. That's a great point. And for those that are listening to this, uh, you mentioned you use Constant Contact. Here at our company, we use AWeber and we use One Shopping Cart. Those are just a couple other similar type products to the Constant Contact. There's a number of autoresponders out there, but those are some great ones. And so now you've mentioned a couple other things about partnering. You've said that several times. You know, we partner with this company, we partner with that company. You've even given us some tips on how to do that. But one thing that I also know about you guys is that you guys partner with a lot of dog walkers. Now, as a daycare, is there not a conflict there? Because obviously they're different services, but people often hire a dog walker because 
you know, they need to get their dog exercise during the day while they're gone at work. And people often go to daycare because they need their dog exercise and supervised while they're gone at work. And so are these two conflicting business models, how are you able to make unions, how are you able to make joint ventures with those types of companies? Well, that's actually a great question because I think that happens a lot in our industry is that people tend to look at it as a conflict. I look at it as a compliment to our business because, um, to be quite honest, most dogs are not the type of dog that need to be in daycare every single day. And that might sound silly, like, oh, I don't want them every day. Um, Not every dog really should be there every day. You know, it's 12 hours of social interaction and playing with other dogs. And while the two-year-old lab might love that, um, you know, the five-year-old Aussie might find that it's too much for them. It's too overstimulating. Um, So we actually recommend maybe they do two or three days in daycare and on the other days, so if they come to daycare Monday, Wednesday, Friday, then on Tuesday, Thursday, uh, they have someone visit the house and do walks with them. And we found that to be much more valuable than uh, trying to say that, no, 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 this is the only thing you should do for your dogs because really we want to present ourselves too as looking out for the dog's best interest. And if his best interest is not 12 hours, five days a week in daycare, then how can we better serve that customer? And then on the other end, again, getting access to the pets that are in the dog walkers customer list as well. You know, we work together. We're going to have that many more customers together than we are if we're really competing with each other. So do you then uh, form an exclusive relationship with one dog walking company or do you like to have several? And if you do have several, is that a conflict right there? Well, that's actually kind of interesting, too. So what I tell people, and because the franchisees ask about this a lot, is I say I would personally make sure you've used the service um, because while there are some excellent pet sitting and dog walking companies out there, there's also a lot of people that stop and start. Um, There's not a really big barrier to entry uh, for that. So, you know, over the years we've had a few that really, really wanted to work with us, and then six months later maybe they're not offering the service, and now we've got customers that maybe look down upon us because we gave Mm -hmm. them a bad recommendation. So I always say use it yourself first. Um, So I would have the pet sitter come here, meet my dog, see how their kind of evaluation introduction process is, and use them a few times. And if I like it, then I'm going to recommend it to my customers. But that really goes for any business. Um, You know, even a veterinarian, take your dog there for for a physical, you know, for an overview, and meet with them and make sure that, one, they believe in dog daycare, or if it's another kind of business you offer that they believe in it. Not everyone's going to be aligned with your same kind of pet care philosophy. So it's important to make sure you're on the same page before you start a partnership. Okay. And so do you guys actually go out of your way to recommend certain dog walkers or do you simply put up their flyers? And I mean, what are you doing to offer to the, hey, you know, we're going to bring you business by partnering with us. How far do you take that as far as promoting their business? Uh, well, we don't do anything formal. You know, we've had people ask, well, do you do referrals back and forth and, you know, any kind of spiffs, you know, where there's money exchanging hands? And no, we've never done that. We've really kept it more as a, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. And um, we're not going to have, you know, if I were having an event, for example, our dog wash that's coming up, I would not have more than one pet sitter or dog walker there. I would have someone that we've vetted that we know is a good service and we'd invite them. Um, we usually have poop scooping companies, so we have one of those that will be there as well. And uh, again, these are all complimentary. Um, I'm not going out and doing that service, so why not bring that in because my customer base wants that service. So my customer says, well, that's great. Thank you for introducing me to this. And that vendor's going, wow, this is great. This is someone I hadn't met before. But obviously they have a dog because they're coming to Dogtopia. So it really works well on both. And I think events are a great way to do that. We really set it up. We try to have a whole playroom set up with vendor tables. Um, and they can bring out freebies. They can bring out things. If there's a, maybe a retail product maker in your area, uh, we tend to not have pet supply stores and things there because we carry some of that in our store. But um, you'd be surprised how many different people are in your area that can really um, 
you know, benefit and also then, you know, help you by sending it out to their customer list as well. Excellent. And so this is some amazing information. I hope people out there that are listening are taking notes because there's so many actionable items that people can use from this. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, I want to figure out from you how you actually take these events and actually turn these people into customers. So stay right with us, people. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Hey, love to read, but just never seem to have enough time to sit in one place long enough? For all of us on-the-go people, Audible has the answer. Best-selling audiobooks for your iPod or MP3 player. For Pet Life Radio listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their service. Choose from hundreds of today's bestsellers, including awesome pet books, such as Bad Dogs Have More Fun by Marley and Me author John Grogan, Love That Cat by Ingrid Newkirk, It's Okay to Miss the Bed on the First Jump, and Other Life Lessons I Learned from Dogs by Seinfeld's John O'Hurley, and many, many more. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash sixfiguredog, S-I-X-F-I-G-U-R-E-D-O-G. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash sixfiguredog for your free audiobook. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com From Paris, New York, and around the globe, get ready for the hip, the trendy, the uber cool where pets rule. If you've got a passion for pet fashion and a flair for animal wear, this is the ultimate place to take a peek at what's chic in the world of designer pet fashion and cool new pet products. The Pet Set, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, so we're back, and before we were talking about hosting events, we're talking about forming joint ventures. We were talking about how to get people to these events and basically kind of create a buzz around your business. Now, so here you go. You've got this event going. It's a, it's a dog wash event. It's a Christmas party, whatever the case might be. 
how do you take that person and convert them into a paying customer? Because there's got to be an art form to that. Just simply getting someone to your event, I'm sure that's going to just convert people right there. But other people are going to have to have an incentive to become a customer. What do you guys do to make that happen? You're absolutely right. I mean, if they come out, but then I don't engage with them and talk to them about our services, then I'm really losing that opportunity. So uh, lots of different events that we might have, and, and I would even include training, and we also do meetups. We host meetups, so breed days and things in our facilities as well. Um, specifically for the dog wash, if you're doing a big push, like we expect several hundred people when we have that, we have a meeting ahead of time with our team. So I will sit down and say, okay, everybody, here's the five tasks we have to accomplish. So we'll have our dog washers. You know, we'll have our people that are actually performing that service, but then we'll also have someone assigned to checking people in and getting their name, their email, absolutely collect everybody's email because, again, you're going to send them your newsletter after as a follow-up. Um, mm-hmm. But then we also have someone assigned for tours and kind of information about evaluations, which for us is how we get our customers uh, introduced into the business. We have to evaluate the dogs first. So um, it really is a good handoff. So uh, at a typical event, we have someone with a clipboard signing people up, and if they needed a tour, they would call over that person and say, you know, Mike, for example, who often does it for us, hey, can you give this person a tour? And we'll actually have him that go and do that. It's a good handoff, and it really doesn't take that many people. If you're a um, you know, sole proprietor, single operator, you know, see if you can get some family members to help just for that day. It really does help. It, you absolutely want to make sure you capture everybody that attends. That's something that I see a lot with, with all businesses, but PET in particular is you have all these people coming in, but you never got their name and their email address. And people are pretty comfortable giving email addresses. We don't ask for phone numbers because, frankly, we're not going to call them. Um, mm-hmm. But we will email them, and they can always opt out. You know, if they get my email, they can always say, no, I don't want this anymore. But nine times out of ten, that's a good way to kind of re-engage them after the fact. Um, but once we do the tour and we explain to them, the next step is, would you like to schedule an evaluation with us? Uh, and we'll often do at events is we'll waive the evaluation fee at the event. And that's another incentive because normally our evaluation is $15. And if you were to call one of our locations, that would be the cost that you would pay to have an evaluation. At an event, I can say, well, because today is our grand opening or the dog wash or whatever event it is, I'm going to waive the evaluation fee. Let's get you on the schedule. And um, that's a good way to get people committed to coming back to your store. Excellent. And again, and I, I apologize for continuing to do this, but I keep hearing tiny little pieces of, hey, this is some great information. I want to highlight that. You mentioned uh, you know, you want to get this, uh, the name and the email address so that you can continue to talk to these people, continue to provide them with content. You know, People buy when they're ready to buy, not when you're ready to sell. And so you need to stay in front of them. And so, again, whenever I'm consulting with dog business owners, this is the thing that I tell them. Stay in front of these people. Educate these people. Uh, people buy from, from businesses and people that they know, like, and trust. And that doesn't always happen on the first time that they encounter you. Sometimes it happens on newsletter number six. Sometimes it happens on event number two or three. And so you keep marketing these people, and then you're able to benefit more people that way. You're absolutely right, and um, and I often tell people that as well, because the other thing you're going to see if you're putting out some good content in these newsletters is they're going to go, well, they really do know what they're doing. You know, they mm-hmm. had a great facility. It was a little overwhelming that day, so now that I've got this newsletter and I've seen it two and three times that it's come out, now that I have a boarding need, for example, because I'm going on vacation, that's the company I'm going to use. And not only that, I don't know, I'm sure you found this, we found this in our company as well, that oftentimes somebody will come in and say, hey, you know, we were referred to you. And of course, we want to know who, okay, who, who referred you? And they're, oh, they're actually not a client of yours, they just get your newsletter. And so oftentimes we'll get referrals from people, even though they weren't a client, they just have become accustomed to seeing our newsletters and they know that we know what we're talking about, kind of like what you're mentioning. Right, and you're right, and the other beauty of email newsletters is they get forwarded. 
And again, if you're using a service online, you can most likely see that. That's how many times it's might be been forwarded on, and then they ended up signing up for the newsletter as well. So it's, that's very powerful. Excellent. And so now, uh, what I want to talk to you about now, you mentioned a little bit about it earlier, about social media. And with a lot of our guests, we've talked about social media. This is a hot topic, but you've got a different take on it than some of our other guests. You've got a different way of approaching social media that can be more effective and that can help promote a business better. What is that method? Well, I think if people think about social media as really not that different from going to a networking event, for example. Uh, and again, this is something I coach franchisees on is if you go in and you just give everyone your business card and say, hey, come use me, um, that's probably not going to be that. That's probably not going to compel them to do that. Maybe yeah. if they have an absolute need at that moment. But otherwise, it might just go, yeah, yeah, okay. The same, the same goes for social media. It has to be a give and take. So while you want to be talking and putting your message out there, you also really want to be listening. Um, you want to you know, hear what other people have to say. It's a fantastic way to get competitive information. You mm-hmm. want to know what, what everyone else in the industry is doing. And maybe it's not your business down the road. Maybe it's one across the country that puts out um, a fascinating article that you found really helpful. So um, using it as a learning tool is there, I actually probably use it for that almost more than engaging. So uh, learning a lot from other people on Twitter and even Facebook and LinkedIn. And the other thing, too, is that um, following people, whether you're following on Twitter or you're liking their site on Facebook, is also extremely valuable because you want to be seen as someone who is doing both. You want to be balanced. Uh, if you're just expecting everyone to listen to what you say, you're probably not going to get that many followers. And I'll tell you a, a little maybe unknown secret about Twitter is almost everyone will follow you back if you follow them first. So mm-hmm. if you want to add 100 new followers, go out and follow 100 people first. You know, Find some interesting people. Go to some Twitter pages of people that you think have interesting ideas and follow 50 people on their list. And uh, what you'll find is most of them will follow you back and that way to grow your numbers. How much time do you spend a day on social media, on Twitter and Facebook? Uh, it varies. Probably not that much. Probably 30 minutes to an hour, depending on the day. I mean, I'll go a week where I don't have any time for it. Um, but I'll say there's also some great tools out there to use. I like TweetDeck, for example. So, you know, I know people will say, oh, well, how could you possibly follow 8,000 people? Well, you can use um, different platforms like that to sort them. So when I look at my TweetDeck, I have columns sorted by pet business. I have entrepreneurship, I have social media and marketing, and then I also have franchise. So depending on the column, I know what kind of um, subject matter I can expect them to be talking about. And, uh, and I can also really highlight the people that I find most interesting so that I make sure I see their tweets and not maybe all the others that maybe I don't find as interesting to me on that day. Gotcha. Excellent. And so now, is there any way to calculate return on investment for social media, or is it just you're trying to create a buzz? How do you view social media in, that, in those terms? It's actually pretty interesting. I think Twitter is predominantly a branding vehicle. You know, there are some companies that have had really great success, uh, like Domino's, where they put uh, ads out there and say, hey, if you're the first person to tweet this, you know, to retweet it, you'll get this special discount. It's absolutely something you can do. You just have to make sure you have an audience first that's mm-hmm. listening. I think for small businesses, um, you know, pet businesses in particular, I think Facebook is extremely valuable. Uh, it's very easy. Most of your customers are probably on it already. So why not give them a place to just, you know, nowadays it's so easy. You just have to press the like button. And um, now you've got another person that's kind of listening to your messages. So Facebook is super simple to set up. Um, it's almost like 10 years ago, well, you have to get a website. Well, now you really can't ignore uh, social media. Um, you're going to get behind if you do. And things like Facebook, it's really not too terribly uh, challenging to get uh, get up to speed on. And then also making sure you post things relatively, um, you know, relatively common. So 
take five or six pictures every day in your facility and post them on your Facebook page. You'll be amazed how much people enjoy that. And again, much like with the email newsletters, they'll forward them on, they'll repost it, and then again, you're getting much more um, bang for your buck, so to speak, uh, for putting up just a few photos that maybe took 15 minutes to take and then five minutes to post. Excellent. Now, you've talked a lot about educating the consumer, about being interesting to the consumer, and that's what I want to talk to you about now, what I want to kind of finish up with. You've said before, you have to be interesting. You can't just be a dog business. What does that mean? Well, I mean, these days, there's a lot of other people that are in our industry. You know, it's growing by leaps and bounds, so you have to find ways that make you unique and make you different. Um, We're big, big proponents of press, you know, getting media. I find media to be probably 10 times more valuable than paid-for advertising, Um, but in Mm -hmm. order to get those kind of media hits, you have to do things that are unique and different and interesting. I think a great way to do that is events. Again, um, some ideas might be having a singles event. Uh, One of our stores did that recently. She happens to be a single person. And she kind of made it very lighthearted in that, hey, you know, it's, if we have our dogs with us, we're more likely to talk to each other. So bring out your dogs. We're having a singles meetup group. And uh, it was very popular. And it made people really kind of comfortable um, you know, to come to that event. And she ended up getting in the newspaper as a result. You know, hey, here's a new way to meet your soulmate, you know, meet through your dogs. So making things that are interesting and compelling and kind of cute um, will get you that media attention and also get people in your building too. Excellent. Now, uh, Amy, you guys are you guys actively franchising right now? Are you looking for new franchisees? We are. Okay. Where can somebody go to get information about how to be one of your franchisees? Well, the best place is our website. That's dogdaycare.com. Uh, and we have lots of information on there. We also have some testimonials from our existing franchisees that have done videos and things talking about their business. Um, the average store now for us is over a year old. So we've got some franchisees that are really been doing this business for a while. So I think they're one of the greatest resources for people to find out more about Dogtopia if they're interested in the franchise. Um, but there's lots of media and different things on there that they can um, read and listen to, to to learn more about us. And so you're perfectly okay if an interested you know person emails one of your franchisees and say, hey, what's your experience been like and how have you enjoyed it type thing? Well, what I tell people is if they want to talk to the franchisees, they should talk to us first because the franchisees are running businesses and they're very busy doing that. So what will happen a lot of times is the franchisee will say, hey, do you know this person? Should I talk to them? Um, so if they talk to us first, we'll say absolutely. Uh, you know, If you can give her a call back, we'd appreciate it. Um, but we do respect the fact that the franchisees are business owners and they're running you know, active, busy businesses. So um, typically we say, you know, talk to us first and we'll set something up for you. And that way we also know they're not getting hit up with a lot of calls and emails when uh, maybe they're not serious people. Okay. And uh, for those that might be interested, is there a certain t- size population that people need to live within in order to open one of these franchises? I will say that we do look for certain demographics. So we do want a little more um, urban, suburban uh, densities. We mostly like to be near commuter routes. So our locations tend to be off major highways where you've got... Uh, you know, thousands of people traveling a day. So um, most of most of the folks are in metropolitan areas, but just outside of them. Excellent. So the company is Dogtopia. The website is dogdaycare.com, correct? Yes, it is. Okay, and the founder and CEO is Amy Nichols. Amy, thank you so much for being on the show today. You've given some amazing information. All right, thanks for having me. And so if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for a show, just email me at ty at petliferadio.com or visit my website, sixfiguredogbusiness.com. I wish you all the success in your business, and we'll talk to you soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.